In this conversation, I talk about the importance of having a bigger picture vision and what it is you want to achieve with that vision. Basically, without one, it can be really hard to motivate yourself at the best of times, even harder if it's something that you have to go through, like school or a difficult part of your job. Hello and welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and I've been working in education now for over 12 years in various different roles. This podcast tackles some of the wider issues in education and hopefully will spark some more conversations to drive change so that every single child and teenager can be fully supported to grow into well-rounded, happy and successful adults. So let's get started. And this week, it's all about the vision. You may have been lost or stuck in a moment of your life, and maybe you haven't. But to avoid feeling like you are wading through incredibly deep and uh, viscous liquid, a vision or a bigger picture can help you see the wood from the trees and really force you to pinpoint why you are doing something. Most people often feel like they go through the motions of their everyday lives and a lot of people have nine to five jobs and a lot of people teens and children dislike huge chunks of their school week it is in all of our lives and it is something that can hold us back and it's that idea of waiting waiting for something whatever it is can feel extremely frustrating and whether you are in education or not Unless you have a vision of where you want to go and you make a time frame of that vision for yourself, waiting can often cause people to avoid seeing their vision through. One way you can help yourself is to set a vision for yourself. And I'm going to be putting this into the context of going back to school, as most of you are, although it could apply to going back to university, college or even work after a lovely long break. Getting back into something forces you to feel trapped and it can feel monotonous. I remember just not liking my course at university and that's definitely a time where I felt really trapped. I felt like it was really basic and there was not, or there, sorry, there was a lot of unnecessary paperwork in my degree, which seemed like box ticking and hoop jumping and a lot of it seemed completely pointless. But having a three-year timeline of doing those box-ticking activities and exercises made it seem like it was doable and it was also manageable because my degree was three years. So I knew that at the end of it, hopefully I would have done a lot less box-ticking and actually get to where I want to be. For me, having a timeline helped me to always push forward, even when things were getting tough. When I was a teenager, I've mentioned this before, but I was really ill. And having a vision or a goal, you could say, of what and who I wanted to be when I grew up became something of an escapism for me. An escape from doctor's appointments, the monotony of pain, and also the monotony of feeling isolated. A lot of these things were very manageable as long as I was heading on the right path towards my vision. And back when I was 13, because this is when I first kind of really put effort into what I wanted to be, it wasn't 
uh, a lofty, huge kind of vision. It was simply to become a teacher. But no one in my family had gone to university at the time and it was really unknown. So my vision of seeking out the end goal of being a teacher was really the beginning of a path that led me on an eight-year journey to my first teaching job. And it took a lot of research and I went to a lot of universities when I was about 15, 16 to figure out what I needed to do because I had absolutely no idea. The truth is, without the vision that I had, I wouldn't have been as motivated when I was ill and when I did go to school and when it was quite boring learning things that I did not like had I not had something to push me forward. You see, visions are basically creativity and a way for a person to imagine themselves as something else. If the person has enough grit, and I do refer here to an earlier episode of Grit uh, that I did, inspired by Angela Duckworth. If enough person, if people have enough grit, then they can truly achieve anything. When I work with children and teenagers who are at home because of ill health and unable to get to school for a whole range of reasons, one of the first things I do is to create a vision board with them or brainstorm an idea about what they want to do. And if they don't know, it's fine. But we slowly work on it over a number of weeks. And I ask them questions about what they love and what they're passionate about. And these conversations have led students down a path through uh, to a love of baking and fine-tuning that to see if they could sell their creations in the long term, maybe even set up a shop. To another conversation I had with a young man about how he loves sport, but he knew he couldn't, wasn't good enough to get into a, a sporting team. So we looked down the sport physiotherapist route because that way he might be able to work for the team that he has loved and supported for all of his life. Another one is a girl who loves writing and she would love to travel around Europe and be a journalist. All of these visions are examples of forcing someone to really think outside of themselves and beyond where they currently are into their future and for whatever it is they want to work for, and simply by having it written out and on their wall or on their computer or just even having a discussion about it, it can and does have a dramatic effect on their motivation to work. And a lot of people call this intrinsic motivation. It's the motivation that will drive you towards achieving something. Because as you know, you can't really get to many dream jobs without A-levels, and even the best apprenticeships are after A-levels um, have been completed. And so there's a lot of school, if you are a mainstream school, there's a lot of school that you will need to go- get through in order to get to that end point. As teenagers and children and parents, we see our kids and our teens battle through some of this stuff and it can be really really frustrating watching them do things they just don't like to do and all we can say is you need to do this to get to where you want to go and one of the lines that I hear a lot of parents say is I did my GCSEs you have to do yours and yes they are absolutely right it is still that way in life but 
it can be really hard to say that to somebody who has no idea what they want to do. It's not surprising to me that many teens and kids and adults just don't ever think about their big vision and how to get there. I know, as I'm sure many of you do listening, so many adults who are stuck in jobs that they don't like because their true passion, they feel, will not bring as much as their job. But the truth is that when you truly love your work, it does feel effortless, like you're not even working. The famous psychologist Cheek Sent Me High, who whose research is firmly placed on happiness called this state flow and the only way to reach this flow state is to do something you truly love and where it does not feel like work or effort. Of course for many people it's a challenge to think about what they truly love doing and it can feel quite overwhelming to be doing something and to think about years ahead. But I would argue that you can find the thing that you enjoy most by taking time to look at your hobbies, what you spend the most time doing and thinking about doing instead, and then go from there. The truth is that there are many thousands of routes now than there used to be to get to where you want to go. You can choose to do A-levels and go to university to do courses and all types of subjects. No longer are we in an age where you can only be an accountant, lawyer, doctor, nurse, teacher. There are also jobs in journalism, fashion, food technology, music production, design, marketing, data and programming to name just a small amount. The more that you search and seek things out that you love, the more likely you are to find your passion and you are honestly never too old to explore these avenues. One of my dear friends is in her mid-40s and she was tarnished with a terrible brain injury during her GCSE year when she was 15. Ultimately, she failed them because of it. She literally had brain surgery two weeks before her GCSEs, which is insane. And she still, out of defiance, wanted to sit them. It's really held her back. She has such a beautiful family now. And she wants to be a counsellor and a therapist to young people. But she's having to go right back to her GCSEs to retake them to begin the process again. It's not a difficult thing to do, but it's very much more difficult to begin that process. The most important thing is to have a goal or a vision in mind of something you really want to do and work backwards to see what you need to achieve it in order to make it a reality. So many of you will be getting your GCSE results this week, actually tomorrow, and many will have not really understood the point of them because they do not have a clear vision of what is next for them. But you can realize this now. And here's some simple steps to figure it out. So as I've said, the first step is to take some time to think about what it is you truly love to do. It can be literally anything. It might be that you love watching movies, you love going to restaurants, you love skateboarding or gaming. The second is to search for jobs in that market. So movies, for example, maybe you want to be an actor, 
But had you thought about stage design or costume design? Maybe you're going to organize it and so events in film could be your thing instead. The best thing about doing this exercise is that there are no limits. While you are job searching, and you can job search, doesn't matter what age you are, to see what there is. You obviously wouldn't apply to them though, but it's just to see the things needed for them. So while you are job searching, the key thing to look at is the qualifications or other qualifications required and just note them down. It may be you need a specific degree, experience in the business, or it could be that they're looking for a specific character trait and what kind of person you are too. It could be a whole bunch of things, but if you like the look of the job, these things you are noting down are now your steps to get there. And the final part, or the hardest part really, is to start your timeline. So where are you now on the journey to get to the ideal job? And which hoops do you have to jump through? It may be you need that GCSE maths at a a grade seven, or you need English. Maybe you need sociology and you've never ever thought of doing it before. It may specify the A-levels you need. And then when you're doing the subjects you really don't like, it's easier to get through them because you have the reason why you are doing them in the first place. Next week's podcast will be titled Back to School and in it I'll be giving some small ideas that may help your teen and child to do well and succeed in the year ahead. Until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 